Dad, did you wash my jersey? Mom, can you sign this paper? It's for school. Is there anything else to eat? So, what's this fundraiser for? Ooh, can we stop at the library? So, when's our next Disney trip? Hey, Dad, can I ride with you? Did you record the soccer game? We are not getting a cat. The laundry is still out of control. Welcome to the Victory Catch Podcast with Rick and Julie Randa, Season 2. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Victory Couch. My name is Julie Rando. And I'm Rick Rando. And it has been some exhausting times, but we have made it to the Victory Couch, friends. I just did two snaps. I went, I said, I'm Rick Rando. Snap, snap. I mean, that's a that's a is good that, that's sign. That's a good way to start. That means that this episode is going to be amazing. You know, we're the yin to the yang, honey. When I say exhausted and you are like over there like snapping it up and clapping it up and you know we're the yin to the yang right you know first things first i gotta say we've had a couple warm days here in western maryland and i am digging the warm days it's nice it's finally i think we're coming out of the winter funk it feels good and um yeah i'm excited so let's get right let's just get right into it what are you thinking well you just led a perfect segue into my first question no i didn't for real really did Okay, so, you know, I work at a college, right? So, right now it's midterms, believe it or not. It's mm-hmm. already midterm exams, which means right around the corner for college students is spring break. Mm-hmm. Spring break. And my question to you, I don't know if I've ever asked you this in our whole togetherness. Did you ever go on spring break? If you did, tell me about it. And if you did not, tell me if you ever wanted to. Tell me about your spring break. Okay. And, and, you know, we we know from uh, demographics, we do have a handful of college students that do listen to us in that traditional age bracket. So if there's any advice for our spring breakers, I think that's important too. (laughs) Wow. Well, that's a separate, that is a completely separate question. So just so you know, if you're a new listener, the way the format works is Julie brings two questions to me. I bring two questions to her. I had no idea she was going to ask about the weather. Or the breaking of the weather, thus the spring, spring break, break question. Yeah. Uh, my answer is pretty simple. I did not ever go on to spring break ever okay. in my whole life. I um, watched spring break on MTV. If you were alive in the <laughs> yes. 90s, you know what I'm talking about. And it got pretty crazy and pretty wild. And somebody was always, uh, cover your ears, kids, drunk, uh, being arrested, uh, in the process of being arrested while being drunk. So it just, it looked fun like during the day. Because everybody was having fun and partying and stuff. But as soon as it got to night, it was, that's not a good scene. You don't want to do that. So uh, the answer is no. It's simple. Did I ever want to go? Not really. No. Um, Not your thing. Yeah. I just don't like to go where it's nice and hot and you know you're going to burn. So I think the whole point of spring break is to go, where do they go? Where do people go? They usually go to the. Where it's warm. Say the B word. Go ahead. To the beach. That's right. And I'm not a fan of the beach. That's right. Yeah. Sand. In places, crabs, octopus, giant jellyfish, and sunburns is not really my thing. Sorry, all you beach people. Don't send the hate mail, okay? Uh, I play golf, and we were taught at a very young age when you're a golfer not to go into the sand. 
So I think that was my. Mm, I see. Yeah, I think well, I've been two sides to corrupted. The couch. It's all good. There are two sides of the couch. The second question is, what kind of advice? Yeah. What, what would advice I give? Would you give to a college student who is planning okay. on going to spring break? All right, I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw it out here, young mm-hmm. people. Okay, um, let's just go right from the beginning. You got to be smart, and be safe. Okay, so you can you go? Of course you can. You can have fun, go with your friends. You know, make sure that you are safe because you're taking your phone. Uh, you're not you're you're not drinking a drink somebody gives you. You have sort of the buddy system. Um, you're looking around if you're a female and you're in the room with a whole bunch of guys. Time to go. Just be be smart and be safe and you know be spontaneous, but also. Safety is is number one in a variety of ways. And if you're a young college student, there are other ways to be safe. Other things I'm talking about as well. Just be be safe, you know, be safe in all manners. You know, can you can you go and have to a wild party and have a blast? Of course you can just drink in moderation. You know, do not engage in in drug use and stay away from guys with a lot of abs. You know, Mm, they're usually they're usually players. So sorry. That's fair. That's fair. Um, if you're wondering, uh, you, you know, I am, let's flip are. it. What do you got? Okay. So I actually did a very non-traditional spring break my first year in college and I was in Boston, Massachusetts on my oh, first spring break. Nice. I was, I was, I went with my, uh, my, one of my best friend and, uh, she rekindled, um, a friendship with her now husband of almost 20 years and they were like they knew each other as kids and they started like chatting you know dis over long distance um when they were in college and it's is that over email or how do you how did you chat back then email and i think like um instant messenger oh yeah i want to say those were their portals of communication back in uh 2000 so yeah, that was my first spring break was I accompanied my best friend to Massachusetts. And you went with her. And I went with her. It was the only way either of us were allowed to go because we're going to Massachusetts and we're hanging out with, you know, her childhood friend who ended up being her boyfriend and her husband. And it's a cool story. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. But so you were working the buddy system. You I were was. following my advice. I was going I with was a the buddy. buddy system. And yeah. that is our parents allowed us to go if we went together. Nice. So that worked out perfectly perfectly um so that was my first spring break my second spring break was you and i had only been together for a little bit probably like a month maybe yeah and i went to the other fsu i went to florida state university Hmm. in tallahassee florida the big fsu and uh went with another high school best friend and it was a little bit more of a traditional spring break but we didn't really go to like beaches and stuff we just kind of hung close to campus and Mm. she showed me around and nothing got too crazy out of hand you know there were a lot of us there i do remember jumping um (laughs) here comes off like a platform Uh and you know in retrospect you know how i am about um alligators and, and like texas and like the swamplands you know how i feel and was i near you know like alligator country because if so my 40s self disapproves like that was not the way to go because if i was anywhere near the alligator country no thank you but you know you don't care when you're young you're like oh, yeah this is fun everyone's invincible going to like some place and we're hanging out and you know 
having a good time and yeah that was involved but no it wasn't out of control i did go to a few parties with my um you know high school bestie and uh, got to see where she went to college and i did that with all of my um high school best friends it was important to me i visited all of their colleges at one mm-hmm. point we all went to different colleges but um yeah my first spring break was in boston my second was in tallahassee florida and my advice would be um like it would be with any college student going to a party you can't relive that time and you certainly don't want any regrets. So I wholeheartedly want to echo my husband's sound advice of buddy up. Do not separate. Yeah, don't there separate. There are a lot of people out there who are trying to take advantage of weak moments and bad decisions and all of that. So yeah, be smart, guys. Happy spring break if you are going on spring break, students. Or, you know, if you're doing, I know that one of the colleges I used to work for did non-traditional spring break, which was a service project. If I could go back in time, I probably would have done one of each. You know what I mean? Still have a traditional experience, but maybe consider, like, volunteering your time if there's a disaster at a state. And I remember so many opportunities over the years of, uh, of learning about college students I worked with who did that. So, yeah. Just curious. It's almost that time. Cool. Just thought to check in. That's a good question. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, spring break. Woohoo! Spring break. <laughs> that was a friend's, friend's reference. Friend's reference. Got it. Okay. <laughs> um, so you're talking about your 40-year-old self mm. not approving of something that you did when you were younger. And I'm just curious. And I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you notice about your parents and their mannerisms their character, their behaviors now that you wished you appreciated more when you were younger? All right. So I don't get too emotional on this question. I'm going to answer it pretty efficiently and timely. That's okay. Okay. Uh, My dad is incredibly wise. My teenage self had no idea because I think when you're a teenager, we all think our parents are not idiots, but you know, you're just like, eh, whatever, mom, whatever, dad. My dad's really wise. He's a really wise guy in the best way. He has a huge heart. Um, yeah, he's just the most authentic, truest form of a human. And when I was younger, I didn't see all the chapters in the book. You know, Mm. I only saw a couple of the chapters, not all the chapters. And, um, as I've grown in life, uh, my dad is, He's just awesome, and and yeah, so that's one. Um, My mom, I will say, is probably the most thoughtful, sensitive, kind humans that anyone could ever meet. Um, I knew my mom was like a nice lady when I was a kid. She and I got along, um, you know, really well in, in my teenage years, which not every... Um, not every girl can say, but I got along really well with my mom. You know, we had our couple moments, but nothing like half the stuff I would hear from other people. So my mom was, she was a, you know, she was a mom, but she was also very kind to me and encouraging and, uh, she's just super sweet. So, you know, I guess what I saw of my mom has just been, um, magnified, you know, I, I saw that in her, but I've seen it. If you put a magnifying glass on then it's like, oh my gosh, is she ever so kind? Yeah. 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 So. She's a sweet lady. Yeah. So yeah, that would be mine. How about you and wow. and your parents? So um, 
let me let me start by saying obviously if you're new to the podcast you know my my dad passed away a couple days before my 25th birthday and you know 25 50 75 really big deals of course in someone's life but my 25th birthday was was not a lot of fun and looking back on cuz i want to start with my dad looking back on attributes that i hope to have seen you know if he was still around i think he would be an amazing grandfather he would be able to connect especially with um our daughter very very <laughs> very well um i would hope to see that he was patient i would hope to see that he would be very proud of both of his kids, both my sister and, and myself. Um, and I think that towards the end, um, I, I didn't always see the best because when you're too busy raising your kids um, and you're in the middle of it, it's hard to zoom out and see big things that really are making a big difference now when you're stuck seeing the 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 minuscule stuff or the the micromanaging and things like that so we were in a in a place where um i was always looking for the bad stuff and wasn't zooming out to see the good so i think that if he was still around i would be more attuned to the good stuff because obviously we wouldn't live in the same house and we wouldn't be you know, fighting over the remote control and, you know, what time somebody's coming in and all that stuff. Uh, cause I lived at home for quite some time. Um, but my mom is just a whole lot of special and I think I'll answer very quickly because if I talk too long, it'll, it'll get emotional similarly, uh, to you. Uh, she's such a giver and she, she serves amazingly selflessly uh, every day, not only at the studio, but she volunteers at her church. She's always, seems like she's always making something for someone. It, she's very crafty. She's, she's always making something for mm-hmm. people. But, you know, I would like to say that it seems like she's always making magic because she truly does have a servant's heart. Even with on my grandfather owned his you know, restaurant, she's always helping him with, you know, serving and being there and then of course when he got older fundraising for the vicky vi dawson leukemia foundation and then the golf tournaments and you know my mom was always always helping our family and i appreciate that so much more now seeing that again i'm in the thick of it our kids don't have school tomorrow um and our my mom's like yeah bring them up you know and she's still serving and i think that that is the ultimate sign of love and also admiration just to continue to do something for someone without anything in return right yeah yeah Yeah. it's it's it is tricky to think about what your lens was at 16 17 and then what it is a couple decades later right yeah Yeah. well we have so much more perspective now on things and we're we're not even old yet i mean we're old old but we're not older i mean we're not like old old you know whatever that age is but uh yeah, and we're still in the thick of raising our kids, so right, exactly. it's hard to back out. And I think your dad's really good at that. Your dad's like, he's always, he's always like, oh, That's man, why. well, Lawson's doing this, and, and Dylan's doing that. And he's like, well, 
that'll happen sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. he just he just has this like one little, you know, one little one liner that yeah. always just brings it to be like, oh, okay, well maybe it's not as bad as I think it is. Yeah. And your mom is so sweet. I think that's the that's the answer. She that's the perfect descriptor for her. Sweet. She is mm-hmm. sweet mm-hmm. beyond a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. So yeah, and very like in a very innocent way, like yeah. just like really simplistic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sweet. Well, you were talking before about you know reflecting on on different things. I have one for you that involves coaching. Oh, um, or for you, or for real? Yes. Why? Because I can show you my notes. All right. Show my me. next question is. My, my next same is, question. what see. makes a good coach? Oh, get out of town. Are you serious? Read, read mine right there. Read the very top. It says, what have you learned through coaching sports and what makes a good coach? Are you serious That's right now? insane. Dude. Okay, guys, do you hear this? That's Rick's paper. Yeah. Mine is on my phone. That's they crazy. They say the same thing. Are you serious? Well, guess what? Instead of... Two, two, we're just going to answer the exact same question. I love That's that. Ins- we ne- haven't done that ever. How many We've episodes? We've been close, we? but... 34 episodes. Uh, plus some bonus. We're Yeah, we're up there. We're up there. 34. Yeah. 34 episodes. That's crazy. Yeah, well, okay. So let's just go with what we have. <laughs> oh my I have, goodness. I have, what have you learned through coaching sports and what makes a good coach? Okay. And I say that, let me tell you why that came to my mind. That's so weird. I was... That's so weird. I wrote this down from watching sports with our child recently okay that's what i did okay that's okay insane. that's what i did we, we we i think we both recently had an experience yes. that has lent its way into this, this question, question. Yeah. i like the way you worded your question My, i was like what makes a good coach <laughs> and then you were like well, well based on your you know that's because good. you have coached people now i coached one season of t-ball as it was an amazing coach hey, let me just tell you something i'm yes. gonna throw this out there uh-huh. you didn't lose that you didn't lose a game that season did we? Well, it's T-ball. I mean, you don't keep the score. I mean. <laughs> You're an undefeated coach. Okay, sure. Undefeated. Assistant Ladies coach. and gentlemen. Can't take all Undefeated the assistant yeah. coach, Julianne. I told you, we taught some mean five and six-year-olds how to uh, attempt to <laughs> throw cute. a ball. It good. was cute. And you know what? I did meet some really adorable children um, two spring years ago. And there's one little boy whose mom I'm Facebook friends with. Who there you go. Who's just a doll. And they have some beautiful children. And. He's going to be an athlete we see in the papers. I told her that then when he was five and now he's seven and I can, this kid's still playing sports and rocking it. So, yeah. So, um, I'm going to answer my own question and then shoot it And then I'm going to answer my own question. Okay. We're going to do it. Um, so I, again, sports wise, I've only coached a couple months of T-ball, but I grew up watching coaching for a very long time because both my brothers were athletes and, um, they they might one out of the two might might chuckle at that word, but he was an athlete. Both of them certainly played a lot of sports. Um, what to me makes a good coach? His interestingly enough, the ability to zoom out, I think, mm. is a really big one. Um, I've watched coaches, grown people, sorry guys, mostly men, make an absolute fool of themselves in a public setting for no reason. Okay, if they were able to zoom out, they'd say, hmm, maybe you shouldn't yell at a bunch of 11 and 12 year olds. Maybe you shouldn't yell at a bunch of 12 and 13 year olds. And maybe you definitely shouldn't yell at a bunch of eight year olds. Okay, the ability to zoom out and think beyond yourself 
is advice that goes with many things in life, and coaching is certainly one of them. As the youngest of three and as a little sister on a court or ball field or wherever I was, I will tell you I had a coach who coached my eldest brother basketball who, to me, I watched as a young child, probably around Dylan's age, um, coach extraordinarily well. And I remember that. And I also remember at the end of the banquet, this basketball, particular basketball year, my brother would have been in high school. The coach gave me, little sister, a trophy. Hmm. And I th- at a young age, I was like, wow, that was so kind. As I zoom out, I'm like, that was very classy of him. Yeah. Right? So there are so many opportunities to lead by example, sometimes just being quiet, sometimes shutting up so that your leaders on the court or the field can gain their voice through actions, right? Um, through championing their, their teammates. There's so many things. And just the little experience that I had coaching, um, my number one tip would be have fun with it. You know, I was a little worried. I remember being with the head coach. I'm like, you know, I never really played. I played like one year of basketball as a kid. Like never really played sports. And he just looked at me and he was like, Julie, they're kindergarten and first grade. Like, you know, the fundamentals of baseball. I'm like, yeah, he's like, we'll be fine. And we got out there and just had a good time. And I think remembering in sports that part of it, like in life, you really just need to be and have fun sometimes. So I think that's good advice. You just have to be and have fun. That's especially especially the younger they when are, right? When they're real little, yeah. Just yeah. like have a good time. And, and I really did try to make t-ball fun. Um, and we came up with like, you know, a way to end practice every time. And we had a little chant. Um, I don't know how you remember it, but we were the Orioles. And mm-hmm. we had a little thing where we like put our little you know, bird wing in and yeah, it was also like <laughs> COVID baseball time. So we were like trying not to touch and yeah, all good memories, but all right. You will have much more of a well no, of knowledge. Here, I thought, but. I thought you answered it very well. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think what makes a good coach is, uh, geez, it's so, this is so funny. An even temperament. Yeah. Mm, that's good. I think that you've got to play chess and not checkers not just with strategy, but with, with your, with your players, like approach, you have to know players. You have to know when somebody needs a nudge and once when somebody needs their space, Mm. you know, pitching, pitching is really good. You know, I, I remember, uh, you know, assistant coaching on this team and, and, you know, there was a boy out there and he was pitching and his dad was the coach. And every time he'd throw a pitch, he would just yell at him, like, come on, Tom, get your knee up, Tommy, come, Tommy. Right? And he'd throw a ball, Tommy, knee up, knee up, get your, get your hand back, Tommy. He'd throw another ball, Tommy, you hear me, Tommy? Tommy's looking over and, you know, like, at a certain point, you know, he, he walked three or four batters, you know, that kind of thing. And he goes, that's it, Tommy, you're out, you're out. He goes, sits on the end of the bench. And I just walk down and I go, hey, Tommy. And he looks at me, I said, you know, your value is more than throwing a strike, right? Mm-hmm. And he's looking at me like, what? <laughs> That's not what my dad says. My dad just called me a loser in front of everybody. <laughs> I need to get my knee up and my wrist is wrong. I said, look, I think your dad knows you're not doing it on purpose. He just has a strange way 
of showing you that. (laughs) You know what I mean? You know? So the next game, Tommy, I said, hey, I said, let me go out and talk to him. So, yeah, we call time. I walk out. I've never played baseball. Right. And I walk out. I'm like, hey, what's up? He goes, my knee's not high enough. I said, okay, I just want you to go and throw the ball to the mitt. He goes, that's what I'm trying to do. I said, no, 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 no. I said, don't think about any knee or wrist. Just throw the ball to the mitt. He's looking at me like, what? You didn't help me. I said, just throw the ball to the mitt. Do you want me to throw a strike? Nope. Just throw the ball to the mitt. I'm walking away, and I turn around, and I go, oh, yeah, smile. And he's looking at me like, who are you? Like, where did you come from? You know, so anyway, I walk back to the dugout. You know, he, the, the coach like, how to go, how to go? I said, well, I guess we'll find out. You know, next thing you know, poof, strike. He looks over at me. He's like, what'd you tell him? What'd you tell him? I just told him to have fun. Mm. Just tell him, keep it simple, have fun. But I think people are so enamored with winning. Yes. And I've been there. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I, I haven't, mm-hmm. you know, cheered loudly for my kid. I've never called him a name in front of people. You know, I've never yelled at him in front of people and, and degraded him to the point where he wanted to quit the sport. Yeah. And, and coaches are doing that. And it, the, the frustrating part, I think, that we both have seen recently, which mm-hmm. is probably why we're thinking the same thing, is when a coach does that to your kid. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. You can scream at, at, at Tommy all you want, right. okay? Because you got to live with Tommy. And Tommy eventually is going to put you in the old person home that you don't want to go to because he's going to remember what his therapist told him, you know, in his 20s. I, I don't, just don't scream at my kid, yeah. you know? And you can coach him because that's your job. That's your title. You're the coach. You're here to coach, not to degrade or not embarrass. to embarrass, not to harass, yeah. not to degradate. You're the coach. You're not the harasser. Right. You're the coach. And as an assistant, anytime that I've been an assistant, my job is to assist the coach mm-hmm. in their coaching abilities. Mm-hmm. I don't want to overstep. I don't want to make decisions unless they ask. Right. But my role in the assistant is to assist the coach with the coaching. Right. So I think what makes a good coach, you have to know your team. You have to know your players. You also have to obviously know the rules, which, you know, on a lot of sports that I've coached, I just coached indoor soccer not too long ago, and I'm still a little bit unsure about some of the rules with indoor. I think the other thing is that you you have to um, find the positives in the loss and realize that it's going to be okay. If they lose a game, it's going to be okay. But I, I, I on a bigger scale, so you look at some of the best basketball coaches, basketball season, so I'm watching some of the coaches. And some of the coaches, like on a, on a heinous foul, you know, their player get, gets mugged, you know, going for a layup or whatever, and they don't call it. Some coaches will throw their clipboard and throw their jacket and scream at the referees or whatever, right? And some coaches will look at that player and say, now what? What are you going to do about it? How are we going to dig down? How are we going to fight back? And I think you you also have to know, again, you know, what your team needs at that moment. I think it, I think a coach cares, but a, a good coach will coach right. and a bad coach will not coach. Yeah. They'll demand. And sometimes a good coach needs to demand more of his players. He'll do that sometimes by yelling at them, but you don't yell at kids like little kids. You don't, you don't. I don't think you should scream at any 
um, high school, middle school. I, I don't know. That I didn't play high school ball, and I'm I, sure that's normal. I mean, in, in, on the football field, but, there's a lot of screaming, I'm sure. But I think with kids, you know, who, you know, in most cases, the coaches volunteer. They're not being paid. Sure. So you're getting what you're getting. You're getting a volunteer. So I, I think you have to have some sort of like sympathy for players and also fairness. I think what makes a good coach is fair. Again, it all depends on age. If you're coaching high school, you play the best players. That's fair. You have somebody that has the talent, you got to play them. But also you can't put somebody in, in the last 10 seconds of the game and say, well, you got in. Well, why even play me at that point? Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. I mean, I'm not going to do anything, you know? So I think, I think there also has to be some, some fairness too, especially if you see somebody that's not as talented, but they work hard, their that's attitude's true. good, their effort's good. Um, and I think sometimes, uh, coaches miss that cause they're, they got their eyes on the, on the trophy. That's right. Yeah. You've got to give the, the kids who maybe aren't naturally as gifted, but have the want and have the will and have the, you know, determination to at least try as best they can. I wish, um, you know, sometimes you see those coaches who play those kids and you're like, awesome. You know, and then you see, like you said, the coaches who get caught up in winning and they're like, eh, going in the last teeny little bit. And it's like, well, that made no sense. But yeah, I think we've seen really good coaches both yeah. through professional sports and then, you know, at our local, you know, T-ball and, yeah. and U sports. Um, our son's been fortunate. He has had some really good coaches over time. He's also had some that maybe aren't our favorite. And, and we've seen, boy, we wish that this coach would see this and. Well, at the very least, get our kid's name right. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Look, if you're going to yell at our kid, at I'm, least get his name right. I may or may not have said that at a recent game. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to yell at my kid, at least get his name right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. Man, how crazy is that? That was, that was crazy. No way. Crazy. I just, I still am just scratching my head oh, on this one. Oh, Victory Couch Potatoes. We have been together for a bit. I don't know what else to say. All right. It is to that time of the uh, evening. It's then. the couch crumbs. We're talking about some crumbs. Okay, I'm going right. to go first. Go ahead. I, um, I'm having some marathon challenges. That's what I wrote down. Okay. Marathon Fair. challenges. Um, yeah. My body has been extremely run down the past six days. I don't think other than having a newborn, I've ever been this tired and drained and just beaten up. Um, a lot of stuff going on. Mm -hmm. um, but it's the week of the marathon. So I, I've got heel pain. I got the plantar fasciitis I'm dealing with. Um, just body soreness. I'm not really sick. I'm just depleted. Right. And I've honestly thought about canceling my marathon. Mm -hmm. And I have until tomorrow to decide if I change distances. I mean, I can change from, the, from a full to a half. And I still may do that, ladies and gentlemen. And I said, and you can go back and listen last week, I'm going to have a PR. I'm going to, I mean, it's just, it's going to be amazing. But I also need to just remind myself that I am a human. Mm -hmm. And as much as I like to say that I'm a superhero uh, and my kids think I am, and my wife certainly thinks that I am, I also have to, I have to just make a decision that's going to be for the betterment of my health. Yes. Um, so I'm, st this is crazy. Like one week, if you just go back and listen to the last uh -huh. episode, one week later, um, things have changed, but it's just amazing how life can throw things at you at really key times. And, you know, God's got his hand in everything, of course. And, uh, 
I don't know. We'll see the next time we record. We'll see how yeah they I, do. But I just want I to see you be healthy and and take care of yourself. So it doesn't matter either. I said I'll. So are you you know if you're in awesome. If you're not awesome. But I'm, I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run. It's just um. It will just be the distance, yeah. I think, is what yeah. what because I, I mean, with with this whole injury with, you know, my right side, I in the last week have run once six miler and just uh, two bike sessions yeah. of and you 60 been minutes. Able to eat a whole lot either. I so. haven't been eating a lot for the last yeah. six days. I've lost some weight and, you know, you're supposed to carbo load going in, you know, tomorrow's carbo load. It's start the start of the carbo load. And I've been drinking a ton of water. Um but my body's for whatever reason is just not, yeah. I'm just very run down. Yeah. So. You're depleted. And just to make it quick, my couch crumb of the week has just been watching you have a hard week. Wow. Yeah. So, so your crumb is based on my crumb. Well, that happens in marriage, honey. My, I'll flip it though. I'll give you some props. I have like three. Wow. You have three props. Yeah, I think so. Are you allowed to do three props? Uh, I'll let it happen since okay. you stole my question. Go it ahead. Might, might even be four. Okay. <laughs> it's just quick. I wrote down, and this has not happened very often. I played a board game with our kids on a weeknight. Yeah. Yeah. That was I sent cool. you a picture. We played Clue on a weeknight. And Lawson was really jazzed about that, by the way. Was he? Did he talk to you about it? He did it? talk to me Aww, about it. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Our kids are a fan of Clue. We actually played the villains version of Clue, which mm. is very awesome. Um, I also haven't done this in a while, but I took the time to paint my nails yesterday. They look good. Thank you. Dylan picked the color. She told me I only put sparkles on one finger and she was like, boring, 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 boring. Good. As far as my fingers, like the sparkly one was oh. good. Um, but she told me the rest were boring. Wow. Yeah. She's very direct. Um, <laughs> my, I have just a couple other quick props. One is being there for you during a hard week. So while it was a crumb, it's also a prop to be able to do that alongside of you um, and be there for you. And my last prop is that, ladies and gentlemen, we have finished our rotation of teaching children's church this quarter. It is done. Yes. It is done. And come Saturday night or Friday, we will not be scrambling and going, do we have everything? Do we have the handouts? Do we do the lesson? What are we doing? And Rick has definitely taken on the leadership role of organizing. I, I think I only... Uh, headed up one or two weeks out of the whole shebang but we have finished that is a big prop your feet up we have finished our rotation um teaching children's church for ages five six and seven and uh yeah guys it's been real it has <laughs> been real i do think we will probably end up there again but probably not for another year so yeah we're we're gonna retire for we're Just, gonna we're gonna pull a tom brady we're going into retirement. We may or may not come yeah. back. You have to wait till next season to yeah, find well, out. I, I have a feeling life will call us back to that zone. But I think for now, we've we've we volunteered our time. And now it's time to pass the baton to another yes. bold, strong person. Okay, real quick, because we have time, because okay. we skipped a question. Sure. Favorite, real quick, favorite memory from from the favorite moment from the whole. Um, we've, we've been doing this for 12 weeks. So favorite yeah. one. We did a lesson with the walls of Jericho and this kid came in with like a toilet paper roll and he told him it was his trumpet. And let's just say he's a, one of our challenging children. And uh, he ran with that and was so proud. So that kind of made me crack up. That was hilarious. 
And then um, another would probably be dance party time. Yeah. With, uh, one of our, f- we only had three girls out of the class. We had anywhere from, uh, well, a variety. I'd say the highest we ever had was maybe 14, 15 young kids. But uh, there's one particular girl who loves to dance. And uh, it was fun to put on some Toby Mac for a, a couple weeks and let her do all the hip dances. Yeah, that the, she knew uh, them all. Second graders do. So, yeah. That, you know. You can tell we're not deep, deep Baptist because yeah. we did dancing. We do dance. Yeah, yeah. There was we're, dancing. We're independent. So, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. It's different. different yeah. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll answer that. So, one of yeah. my one of my faves um, was um, playing church volleyball. Church which, volleyball. Which, we um, invented that. Yeah, which w- that was fun with a beach ball and some chairs mm-hmm. and, and that kind of thing. You had to catch it so that way it wasn't too vicious. Yeah, yes. catch it and then hit it. But yeah. the kids really responded. And I also will echo the walls of Jericho were a it lot of fun. It was hilarious. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. That was... We that got was, very animated that week. Yeah, yes. we were we were circling the chairs yeah. and we were saying our, you know, it was... It was, it was, yeah. it was hilarious. It was fun. Yeah. Good deal. Um, but you do still need to give me your prop. I do. Even though it's been a tough week. Yeah, I think... Um, I have two. The first one is that a lot of people, for some reason, mm-hmm. this week have been sending me memories from you know their social media. I guess it was from Facebook or something like that. And I'm I'm personally me. I'm not on Facebook. Okay. Um, the you know Businesses. Rando speaks and Kickmasters. Mm-hmm. They're sure. on there, but but not me. But something will apparently pop up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, this is a memory from three years ago or five years or eight years or whatever. And I've had probably eight people send me photos in the last week of memories of me with them or our kids with them. Mm. And you have you just stop in your tracks and you're looking at it and you're like, wow, that was X years ago. That doesn't feel like that. Wow. Look how young we look. Mm -hmm. Wow. Look at that in this slice of time. And I think that I guess that that's why Facebook does it because they're like, oh, yeah. You're too busy today. Let me make you cry. Exactly. And they send you this picture of you with a little, your little daughter, and she's so cute. And I just want to squeeze her cheeks, and right. And uh, you just have to stop doing what you're doing and just reflect. Yeah. So I've yeah. I've had a lot of those this week. So thank you. You've sent I me even a couple. Sent you a couple today. Yeah. 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 So and then my my second sort of prop your feet up is that I will just say, as humbly as I can, that I connected my wagon to the right horse. My wife has been absolutely amazing. And I'm not going to get emotional. I'm just going to keep it where you can stomach it. Um, But I love my wife more than, than than anyone or anything on this planet. And, um, if you are young, never settle for someone that won't go to battle with you or for you. Don't settle for someone that just makes you happy some of the time. Don't settle for someone that only thinks of you when they need something. Don't settle for average and my wife on the right side of the couch is amazing. 
and always has been. But this week, it's been extra special to see it. So my prop, my prop your feet up moment is you. Thank and you, I love honey. you very much. Thank you. Yeah, we do life together, Richard. We do. We, we do also have together. some pretty amazing friends, too. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the other little takeaway here mm. is that be very selective of who sits at your table. Because you're going to need them at some point and they're going to show you what kind of people they really are, you know. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Guys, we've, uh, if you couldn't tell by our tonality, we've had some challenges this week. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's there's moments in life where you have to be really strong in your faith and you need to not waver from it. And this was one of those weeks for us. So, um, as I jokingly said at the top of the show, you know, we're the yin to the yang. We, um, we lift each other up in, in moments of, of toughness or make each other laugh when the other one's not having a day where they've laughed in a while. So, um, yeah, marriage is, uh, it's really something. And fortunately in our years together, I, I truly do believe we've only gotten stronger. So here we are guys, as I said at the top, it's, it's been a week, but we made it, we made it to the end of, uh, to this show. If, uh, if you're the praying type, we would love some prayers as my husband heads to his, marathon in uh in the coming days we will keep you posted on how he does but um yeah that would that would really mean something so um for those of you who wouldn't mind taking a couple seconds and remembering him that would be awesome so yes thank you thank you guys for that until the next time we get a chance to sit down with you we just want to encourage you guys to be there for you know if you are in a relationship to be there for your spouse if uh, if they're having a hard week or you are, just make sure that you communicate and you lean on the people in your circle, guys. That's what we're all here for. So lift somebody up in your day and uh, be a light out there. We all need a smile. We all need some kindness. And we definitely need um, the strength of our God in our relationship. So we hope you find the same. If we can be an encouragement to you, please reach out. We we really want to continue to, um, you know, use our platform for uh for the good to uh to lighten you up and and make sure that you have uh just the most blessed life you can have so thank you guys for your time for investing in us and until next week have an awesome time see you guys guys. bye we are rick and julie rando and you've been listening to the victory couch podcast You can follow The Victory Couch on Instagram, Facebook, and thevictorycouch.com. Count your lessons, your blessings, and your victories. We'll save a seat for you right here next time on The Victory Couch.